Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talk Stros. You can find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can they find you at? They can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter and at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Stros. All right. If your team is not 4-0 to start the season, we can't talk to you. We can't hang out. We can't be friends. We can't because the Astros did what nobody expected them to do. They came in and took care business we came in and faced the al reigning champs in the al west and they took care of business and they made it look like they're a bunch of they made them look like no offense to the rangers and the mariners but they made them the a's look like they were the mariners of the, the west and this was just an amazing series to how the pitching is something that we do have to just on this podcast that is something that uh, we have to be a little worried about. But the offense came alive. They outscored the the, the A's 35-9. There's a lot to talk about on this episode of the Locked On Astros podcast. And you can get Locked On Astros on Podcast and App Himalaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcasts, Locked On Astros. And today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15. You get 15% off your next order. So, wow. That's all I can say about this. Everything seemed to go right for the Houston Astros in this this, uh, series. I mean, Jose Altuve should not have scored on that big pop-up. When Michael Brantley got hurt, that should have hurt the Astros. But instead, Chaz McCormick, of all people, comes in and becomes the hero today. There's a lot of stuff that happened good in this series. Yeah, I mean, especially with Alenis Diaz hitting in the three-hole, everybody's freaking out. Hey, why is he hitting? Why isn't Alex Bregman there? I mean, dude, he comes in and he's two for what, what two for three or three for five. He comes in, has a multi-hit game. Um, like you said, Chas McCormick, he records his first double, his first run, his first RBI, and his first home run, all in the same series. And the hitters look to really be on it. Now, Carlos Correa is struggling a little bit. Um, he has six strikeouts and he does not look like he's dialed in. I don't have a concern for him long-term over the season, but, you know, right now um, it's more glaring because of the breakdown in negotiations between him and the team. And you wonder if that's settling in the back of his mind. You had mentioned Eric about the pitching issues and we will get to that. But one of the things when we talk about that is despite the problems they were still able to work out several troubled spots, which is a good thing because we were told the Astros had more holes. The Oakland A's were more complete. And today the Oakland A's, like the Oakland A's would probably get beat by the Rangers today. No offense to the Rangers, but they look like the last place team. Now, I know it's four wins. I know it's only four games. And I know we're 4-0, and I don't think we're going 162-0. But it is definitely the start that not anybody outside of this team assumed would happen going into this year, especially after going sub 500 and barely making the playoffs. Yeah. Johnny Munoz says, how about the Astros? Uh, Definitely. And guys, if y'all want to, if whether you're watching on Twitter or Facebook or on a uh, YouTube, 
if you want to go and make comments, you can go and do so. And you can go ahead and we'll, we'll go and put it on the screen and you could become part of the uh, video out on YouTube as well. So thank you, Johnny, as well. And yeah, the Astros pitching uh, is something that we do have to kind of keep an eye on. I know that there were some issues, especially with Christian Javier and Jose Arquiti at uh, possibly building up their pitch count during spring training. But to, for them not to go five innings in their starts, that is alarming. But if you look at what the A's did, none of their starters went five innings as well. So that's something that uh, maybe it's just the beginning of the season. Maybe it's just going around baseball. So, uh, yeah, Belak saved the Astros today. They sat, saved the Astros bullpen. Yes, they only have a two-game series versus the Angels, and then they're going to come home for opening day on Thursday. So, but Brandon Belak came in and he was very impressive. And for somebody who's not used to coming out of the bullpen, he came in and just saved a day, four and two thirds innings, no hits, no walks, no nothing except for four strikeouts. That guy was dominant. He was, he just came in and acted like this was just a typical dad office. And yeah. I know uh, you've been a big proponent for a Belak. So what, what did you see? You know, I just saw him come in and he was super focused on the mound. He looked like he was in control. You know, Urquidy goes out in four and one third um, innings. Belak comes in, gets four and two thirds innings, and he gets the win. You know, he gets four strikeouts combined. They had nine strikeouts. Um, I really like what he did. And like Caden said, that Caden's actually um, one of my um, Texas history students. He's a he's he's joining us tonight, and he said, "Yes, we are destroying the A's." That's right, Caden. We're doing it Houston style. But, you know, what I loved about this was when I interviewed Brandon Belak a couple years ago, and I just go back to this because meeting him personally, when you meet a player personally, interview him like we did with Lance McCullers a few weeks ago, um, you get to know who they are and like what they're like. And he's very serious about the grind. He's very serious about putting in the right work and doing the things that make him better. We know last year he struggled. He, he came in and he got tired when they tried to stretch him out. He didn't look good. And man, today he looked comfortable. And see, here's the thing, Eric. I know we're not in a opener type phase for this team, but if we do have starter struggle, we have guys like Belak and other guys that can go long relief innings if they need to in an emergency situation. That's great. But you know what we you know what Oakland A's can say that we can't? that their left fielder is their best pitcher on their team. <laughs> That's only because uh, he was the only guy who's even close to having one, two, three inning. And he was throwing <laughs> 67 miles per hour pitches. And uh, Jose Altuve was like, what the heck is this? What, what are you throwing me? And he had no idea what to do. And uh, even Alvarez was up there like, okay, I think I know I've hit a position player before. But yeah, Johnny Munoz kind of brings up something that I was thinking. And it, it seemed like Lance McCullers and uh, Urquidy were both, they, they seemed uncomfortable. They didn't seem like they were finishing their pitches. They were not going through with their windups uh, the way that they should be. And I, I, I think especially with McCullers, I think that maybe he was uh, maybe pressuring himself too much. This was his first start after signing a big contract. And so he was probably trying to be too perfect. And so that's something that you could take into consideration. But with all this, with Christian Javier only lasting, uh, I have a game right here. Let me see. With Christian Javier only lasting, what, it was three innings or something? Yeah, I believe so. I don't, I don't have that game pulled up. Is that the April 3rd game? Yeah, it was three and two-thirds innings. But he only allowed three hits, uh, two earned runs, no walks. 
the A's had so many opportunities during this series to get the job done, but they didn't. They didn't. And they just let Carlos Correa and the Astros push them around. And yes, that was a uh, thrown shade at, <laughs> at the A's. So um, speaking of that, I, I just feel like you shouldn't really bet on the A's kind of doing anything. And speaking of that, what about betonline.ag? Well, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football may be over, but the NBA is in full swing. I mean, the final four is coming tonight. Not the final four. The championship is tonight. If you're listening on Monday, the championship, Gonzaga versus the Baylor Bears of Texas. Go see what the over-under is. Go bet the money line. You can parlay. You can take a few major league games, throw in an NCAA game. But what, what they have you covered is with all the news, all the highlights, all the statistics, and they also um, let you bet on reality TV, TV shows, singing contests, all that stuff. If you go to their website, download the app on your mobile device and go to betonline.ag, use the promo code locked on, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, your sports book experts. So, uh, speaking of which, uh, if you want to listen to all the news that's going on today, go listen to the Locked On Today podcast. And they have, it's not just about baseball. I'm sure they're going to be talking a lot about the Shohei Otani uh, first pitch uh, homer that he did in his first. Uh, where he's a two-way player start, but they're going to be talking about the final four and everything. So go listen to that. It's every day, every, all the news you need in another 20 minutes. So speaking of that, uh, let's get back to kind of the pitching and looking at the Astro starters, they only allowed four hits or Kitty allowed four hits. Um, Granke only allowed three hits. Then you had Christian Javier only allowed three hits. And then you had Lance McCullers only allow two hits. The A's didn't, never really had a shot. And it just, this is supposed to be a dot. This is supposed to be a deep lineup. Matt Chapman didn't really do anything. I think he had a hit today. If I remember correctly, let me look. Uh, yeah, he had a hit today, but that's it. Um, Matt, uh, they, they didn't really do much. I mean, uh, Chapman had that, that feet, that error the, where uh, the he was trying the Oakland A's look like pretenders. I'm sorry. They, I mean, their defense was bad. Their pitching was bad. Even though they lost Hendricks, or supposed to, you know, of course, Rosenthal is out, but Rosenthal wasn't going to save this series. Um, like you said, um, you know, I've got to say this all the all the hate and all the negative energy, and and I don't know where people are on the spectrum of, you know positive energy and the earth and all this crap. But let me tell you something. When you bring negative energy like that into a stadium, it does not lift up a team. It brings the team down. And I promise you, starting off with that negative energy, having kids bring in trash cans, cheering when Correa gets hit, cheering when Altuve looks like he almost broke his shoulder. I mean, being malicious in your cheering and being a poverty fan base like that, that is on that. These losses are partly on the culture that the A's fan base built up in these four games. And I'm sorry, they deserve to lose all four of those games because of that negative energy. Because when they come into a park and I'm in the stadium, if one of their players goes down, I'm not going to cheer. When one of their players gets hit, I'm not going to cheer. Why? Because we're better than that. So we stuck it to them. And you know what? We're first place. They have a 60-game division series, I mean, division win, um, division title. We have a regular season division title in a lot of them. So we're going to go back and get it this year. I'm pumped, dude. Our pitchers, despite not going as long as we needed them to, did enough. 
Why? And the hitting picked them up. And that's what baseball is, the ultimate team sport. The, the offense picks up the defense, and the defense picks up the offense, vice versa. The pitcher's job is to throw strikes. If they're not throwing strikes, then you've got to hit more. And they did. And so, um, it, dude, it was such a fun series. I'm not under Indy any like Astros colored glasses thinking that they're going to win every game this season, but I don't know that they go into Anaheim and lose anything. I mean, I know Otani and them are hitting well. We'll talk about that later, but dude, how much fun is it to watch this a full season right now when we're four and Oh, well, I, I know that A's fans are probably out there probably pounding a whole bunch of belching beavers. And uh, Paul says that's a nice belching beaver hat there. So uh, yeah. <laughs> so um yeah, so go out and get some A's fans if you're watching this. Go out and get some belching beavers. And uh, but yeah, I think that overall, I think for some reason all the pressure was on the Astros, and I think that the pressure got to the A's. And for some reason, the booze they kind of switched to the A's. And yeah, I don't know. I I think that going into the series, everybody expected the A's to just wipe the table of the Astros, and then it just I don't, I don't know what happened from there. So we'll have I'll tell to you what happened. I'll tell you what happened. We are the better team, period. H-Town out. <laughs> yeah. Paul also said it looks like the boys were having fun again. Yes. Uh, there was a little scary moment today, especially when uh, we saw Miles Straw and uh, Jose Altuve kind of have that little mini collision. I don't know if that was a really collision, but it looks like that uh, Straw kind of like threw – Altuve to the ground, but it, it looked like a Marvel slash WWE wrestling, like because Straw was trying to, I think Straw was trying to catch him, and he couldn't, you know, and but the slow motion of his hip and his shoulder hitting the ground looked brutal. It scared the crap out of me at first, but Altuve's tough, man. Yoli Guriel is on fire. He definitely looks like a different person so far this year. Kyle Tucker is not really doing much in terms of batting average. But he is like second in the league in RBIs with seven. I mean, the last I looked, I mean, it could have changed, but this is awesome. And I, I think who's uh, Alvarez is second uh, is like up there too with six. So your left-handed guys are doing stuff versus left-handed pitching, and that's good too. So yeah, th- this is a whole different team. I think we talked about this the other day, or at least we talked about this uh, amongst ourselves. These guys are having fun again. You saw Bregman do the little celebration, and yes. that, that's when you know that the team is dangerous. When they start having fun, and uh, I know George Springer has gone, but this team can still have fun. And when they're having fun, they don't care who they're beating. They don't care who they're ticking off. And they're just going to go out and just destroy the American League. And <laughs> Did you did you see when Miles Straw made that, that diving grab? Immediately, as the first tweet I saw was George Springer, who, and I was like, "Oh, come on, man, don't put that on him." But you know, you know, Miles Straw, he he may not have been like super awesome at the plate, but man, I thought I thought Miles Straw had a good series. That that diving grab was phenomenal. Like you've got to time those perfectly, man, or that's a that's a triple or in the parker, you know. Right. So Chaz McCormick, he's actually becoming one of my favorite players. Uh, he had a little comment after the game. And he said this, honestly, we crushed them from pitch one to the last pitch of this, the whole series. And so that's true. And hey. he said it was super cool. It's the first major league home run. It was surreal. 
high-fiving everyone, jumping with them was one of the coolest things ever in a dugout. Rounding bases, I couldn't stop smiling. So you can't, you can't stop rooting for this guy. I know that Michael Brantley got hurt. That's the only reason why this guy was really playing. Uh, hopefully he, he will return to the lineup on Tuesday. But you need this guy, especially if Brantley is out for extended time. They're hoping that he uh, avoids the, uh, the IL, but at least we know we can count on Chaz McCormick. No, yeah, definitely. And you were talking about Yuli Gurriel. He's seven for 15 right now, dude. He's got an OBP of 579, a slugging percentage of 733. He's got a home run, seven hits. He only has one strikeout. And remember, you and I were talking about Yuli Gurriel needs to have a bounce back year because Yuli Gurriel really tapered off. And now I know 2020, if you're a Dodgers fan, there's there's no asterisks, and that's not what I'm saying. But there were a lot of offensive anomalies like, um, I don't know, what's the guy's name in Milwaukee that's really good? Um, you know, Christian, about Christian Yellick. I mean, he hit 200. So, But my my point is we had made the point that Yuli needs to get off to a hot start, and he has. And, dude, what about Bregman hitting home run in two different games? The Astros actually hit three three-run home runs in back-to-back-to-back games. In other words, they hit a three-run home run three games in a row. I kind of made it sound like I said they hit three in each game. But they, I mean, that's that's insane, dude. Like the things they did this series. Um, because last year, who who had whose number last year? Oakland or Houston? Oakland had the Astros numbers for sure. Easily, that's why yeah. they they were the better team last year. And that's why when we went to the playoffs, that's when we, when we went into the playoffs, it was it was that's why nobody picked us to win anything. But this year we look like contenders and not pretenders. Speaking of contenders and not pretenders, let's go and talk a little bit about Belt Bar. Okay, Built Bar is, let me tell you, if y'all are listening and you've never heard of Built Bar commercial and you eat protein bars, whatever protein bars you have, um, give them to a friend. Go to BuiltBar.com um, right now and you need to look at the amazing flavors they have. It is wrapped in 100% chocolate. It's low in calorie. It's low in carbs. It's high in protein, high in fiber, 17 to 19 grams of protein per bar wrapped in 100% chocolate. They have flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream. Um, lemon almond cheesecake. They have, dude, they have cookie dough chunk, like real, real bits of cookie dough in them. They have so many flavors for any, anything you want, you get. They have a kingdom of stuff. They have built boost. They have a built broth. I mean, anything. So go check it out, builtbar.com and use the promo code LOCKED20 and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED20 for 20% off at builtbar.com. Built Bar, the best bar in the land all right so the astros had 30 uh in the 36 innings they played this weekend uh they had base runners on 30 of them so that was pretty impressive the astros scored that this was a i know we already talked about the 35 the they outscored in 35 to 9 mm-hmm. but they 8 to 1 9 to 5 9 to 1 9 to 2 that, that's just like video game numbers. That's just like you have these cheat codes and you know what pitch is coming. <laughs> it's like you have the trash cans coming and everything. It's just like, it's it's just crazy that you know everything that's uh, that went into this weekend. And to for this to happen, and we get to face them again next Thursday. I know Pierce said that he's excited about opening day. I know I'm going to opening day excited to see what the new – uh, social distancing is going to be like on opening day. But uh, 
He said that hitting's contagious. Jesse Baker said hitting is contagious. Nobody likes to be left out. Guys were getting good pitches to hit. And it just feels like the Astros overall were just getting good pitches to hit. And everything went right for them. And does that mean that's what's going to happen at Minute Maid Park versus the A's there? No, because uh, who knows what happens. The tide could change over there. But it was just good to see the Astros get some good luck on the road. Here's the thing, too. Um, a little a little um, detail that a lot of people may not have picked up on. Jordan Alvarez. Dusty Baker said that he was happy to see Jordan Alvarez when he when um, when he first went to home and he had to slide. He said, finally, his post knee surgeries, he hasn't slid in a couple of years. It made me feel great and made me feel more confident and comfortable. That's good. The manager needs to know that you're able to go out and do the job because, yes, you can rake, you can hit home runs. But if you get in a situation where you have to run home and you have to slide and knowing you have double knee surgery, that is awesome that you have um, the confidence of the manager. Um, I think you just posted it on the screen, but apparently Dusty Baker said that Brantley will be back Tuesday. Well, yeah, I think they're hoping that he's going to get back on Tuesday, and uh, Diaz is going to be playing left field tomorrow. So, yeah, they're hoping that he's going to be back, and so uh, Chaz McCormick had his chance to play. Um, so uh, maybe uh, he'll come in later to play defensive purposes. But, yeah, we'll have to see what happens. But uh, World Traveler came in and said that the Astros outscored, uh, well, I think it was 35-9, uh, to nine, but – um, but yeah, they have a, a pretty good um, run differential to start the season. I think it's uh, that's pretty impressive. And uh, Steve Harden asked uh, who starts against the Astros um, Angels in Game One. It's going to be Luis Garcia, right. and I, I believe that he is going to be facing Jose Quintana. Yeah, remember that name? That's a guy the Astros tried to trade for mm-hmm. for like yeah. what, like three years. I remember trying. He it was, was White Sox. It was when he was with the White Sox, and and they and they tried to get him, and so yeah, so that'll be that'll be the starter for the first game of the series with the Angels. And in game two, it's gonna be Zach Greinke, the Zen Master, the Yoga Master, however you want to call him. He's gonna be facing Griffin Canning. So uh, uh, we're not gonna see Shohei Atani on the mound. He's pitching against the White Sox right now. Uh, as of time of recording, it's uh, two nothing White Sox, but. Uh, that is an interesting story to see what Otani's doing. He crushed the first pitch. I think it was the first pitch, or it was it was a pretty it was a like eye level fastball. It was it was crushed. And so to think that this guy could be a, a true two way player, yeah. like a la Babe Ruth, can we actually see this long term? We'll have to see what this guy can do. So yeah, um, Chaz McCormick, uh, Wilts Chaver asked about how about Chaz McCormick. He had some good outings. Yes. He came in. Uh, he was just like, he was probably thinking, you know what? Opening weekend, I'll be lucky to get in some pinch running or defensive purposes. But he got thrown into the fire and he responded. And I, Dusty Baker, you better believe that he's going to take notice of this. And uh, while we're bringing up the rookies, Brandon Belak, I know somebody earlier said that. Uh, Brandon Belak's probably going to be the guy that's going to come up, uh, that's going to go down once uh, Jake Odorizzi's ready. By the way, Jake, Jake Odorizzi, I think, pitched, uh, I want to say he pitched six simulated innings through right. 75. Yeah, uh, he had like eight, yeah, he had like eight strikeouts. Um, like, yeah, he he. they said he looked magnificent, which which is a good sign. 
Yeah, so uh, when he's ready to come up, I believe on the 13th, they're going to have to make a decision. It's going to be between him and Luis Garcia, possibly. So it, I think uh, Luis Garcia's start is going to decide who's going to go up. But Brandon Belak just made a very big, big case to stay. No, yeah, definitely. And like I said, he's a workhorse. He he's a he's a he's a craftsman on the mound. And I think everybody in this bullpen, everybody in this rotation, Eric, they are just I don't think you could be in a better place. Brent Strom just does magical things. And hey, we haven't talked about this guy. Jason Castro in his first at bat as a Houston Astro player coming back hits a home run. I mean, like I said earlier, this is a team game and the pitchers were glad to have him back. But Jason's like, hey, guys, I'm here. You know, (laughs) I just thought that was phenomenal. And Dusty Baker was kind of hesitant to put him in the lineup. He's like, well, um, Castro typically struggles against left-handed pitchers, but I can't (laughs) have Maldonado in the lineup four days in a row. So I got to do something. Um, So yeah, but uh, Waltz Travers, I didn't put this in our notes, but uh, CBS Sports did bring up something that Houston is the first team since the 2003 Yankees to score eight-plus runs in each of their first four games. That Yankees team, a team did go on to the World Series that year. I think they did lose to Josh Beckett, um, but they still made it to the World Series. So I know we're just four games in, and the Astros are – this was the first time in franchise history that the Astros have won the first – four games on the road. Uh, they've done it four times, three times in franchise history at home, uh, 2001, 1986 in 1987. I mean, they were six and oh, uh, at home, but in 1968 as well, but this was impressive. And on, I think we all have to look at what's going on with Michael Brantley because yes, this team was good against the A's, but between you and me and everybody else listening, <laughs> the team is not going to be able to keep this up if Michael Brantley's now, not in the lineup. Now, what if what if the Angels are the team that chased the Astros all season? What if it's not the Oakland A's? Because I think a lot of people default the A's because they're so scrappy. I've always thought the Angels have a shot because of their lineup. Their pitching is what is suspect always. But if their pitchers put stuff together like the Astros did, um, you know, where, you know, their starters are struggling, their relievers come in. All you need to do is sometimes get lucky or sometimes just, just be good. You know what I'm saying? So the angels may be the team. Then again, I mean, you know, the Oakland A's may snap out of it and they may turn out to be fine and they may, they may be scrapping with us for first place, but it's definitely kind of a plot twist early on. I didn't see Oakland losing all four games. I did not either. I don't think anybody did. I thought uh, if the Astros would get three out of uh, the four games, that would be great. So Amory asked, uh, he's trying to throw us a little curveball here, like uh, on the live show. Thank you, Amory. I thought we were friends, but he says, I wonder if this is the Astros record for runs scored in opening series. Let's do this, Amory. You look it up and let us know. Go. (laughs) Yeah, we're not going to have time uh, because we only have a couple minutes left on this podcast. But, yeah, that this is a great start to the season for the Astros. Can they maintain this? I don't see them scoring eight runs per game. Uh, This will be a historic pace if they're able to do that. Uh, Can they score four runs per game, five runs per game? Yes. But I I see this. What The the good things I've seen is uh, Jose Altuve's hustle and passion is back. And I, Kyle Tucker, even though he's not getting the hits, 
he's still getting driving in the runs and Yuli's bat is back. Now we got to, we got to get some, uh, I know Carlos Cray is showing some signs, but his bat has got to get going. And overall the offense is doing good right now. No. Yeah, definitely. That, you know, I think we, I think I had kind of hit on that earlier. Correa just, he just not dialed in like he was in the playoffs. I mean, he's obviously a different animal whenever, whenever he is on Kyle Tucker, I still think is going to be one of the offensive MVPs, but to see Altuve out there having fun, to see Bregman out there enjoying himself, just every one of the players, even the rookies, you know what I'm saying? It is just such a good thing and it's a good time. I mean, the Astros haven't had a big drop off. I mean, they actually look better already in four games and they looked all 60 games last year. Oh. Emery said it is a record. Sorry. He said it is a record. Okay. So there you uh, go. I'll have to check his math later, but world traveler to kind of close out the show. They are projected to be one of the highest scoring team in the AL per uh, Pagoda. And I think it was like 5.4 runs per game. So, well, yeah, this was uh, before to, uh, this. So yeah, that's why I thought five runs is about what I would think this offense could score. So I think the Astros need to just go to Anaheim. Yes, Steve, they are. Uh, uh, California is allowing uh, fans in the stands. So there will be people there. It is close enough to Dodger Stadium. And so, uh, hey, Nicole. Uh, so th they are allowed to have fans in the stands. So definitely you're going to hear a lot more booze. I think it's closer to... Yeah, so we'll be hearing a lot more booze. Thankfully, it's only two games and all that. So that's all we got for this edition of the Locked On Astros podcast. It was a great weekend, a lot of positive signs. Now we just got to get these pitchers go deeper in games, a little bit more efficient in the first inning, and uh, limit that pitch count. But uh, go Astros, and we will see you tomorrow.